Welcome to the JMAC Tries Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the show dedicated to bringing you weekly conversations of motivation and positivity with badass triathletes. Yes, it's the JMAC Tries podcast, and I'm your host, Jason, aka JMAC. Today's guest is another cool one. She is Misty Hibden. You can find her on Instagram as Inked Triathlete, and we just had a really cool conversation. She's a mom of three kids, she's a wife. And she's in her second season of training for a full Ironman. After competing in Arizona last year, she's going back this year. And she's got a lot more races on the docket for 2018. So we talk about her training, specifically with her coach, Mike Lovato, and why she enjoys working with the coach, um, what he's done for her. And it's not about pushing her. It's more about holding her back, especially with some injuries that Missy's been dealing with. We talk about what it takes to be an all-world athlete for the past two seasons. And we talk about what it takes to just have a fun time in this crazy sport of triathlon and juggling it with life. So before we get into the conversation, I just want to give a huge shout-out to one of my biggest supporters besides my mom. It is Zane Cycles. You can find them at Zane Cycles on Instagram and Zanes.com. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to my show. Without further ado, Misty Hibden. Hello, Misty. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. You made it? I did. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. You got the dogs all situated? I did. They're outside, so they're not going to be noisy. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love doing these calls with other other triathletes. They're either, you know, finishing up a workout, throwing some food in their mouth, and then taking care of everything else in their lives. So pretty normal stuff with, with all my listeners. Yes, and I just did all that. <laughs> <laughs> you did all the above. <laughs> yes. <sighs> So it's uh, 11 o'clock your time, and uh, you got a lot done. What was on the, on the training schedule for today? Uh, I had a fast swim, and then um, I had a run this morning. I have a workout later, but that'll be this nice. evening. Okay, so you, you, you do three days? Not always, no. Um, usually there's two. Once in a <laughs> while, he'll be nice to me and give me one. Like yesterday, I had a pretty easy day, but... <laughs> You know, with the easy days, that means it's just a hard one coming behind it. Yeah, usually I pay for it later. <laughs> exactly. So who, who's, who's coaching you? Um, my coach is Michael Lovato. Oh, yeah, sure. I started he's, with him last year in January. He's pretty hardcore. He is. He's pretty awesome. He's, um, I love him. He's, he's a really great coach. And is he local to you or did you just do, are you online with him? 
I'm um, online with him. He's in Colorado. Um, I had a local coach when I first started out, but um, it was more for the shorter distance racing. So um, when I stepped into Ironman, I knew I needed to change it up a little bit. And is, is Mike still racing or is he just coaching now? He's just coaching and being a dad. <laughs> He's got two little ones. <laughs> uh, and his wife is also a triathlete, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, um, I believe she was a pro, and so was he. Yeah, I can't remember his wife's name, and and it'll Daphne? come to some. There you go. That works. Yeah, they're both pros. Yeah. So okay. what what made you choose Mike? Uh, a friend um, of mine referred me to him, and um, I talked to him and interviewed with him, and we just really clicked. You know how. I'm sure everyone goes through the process of having to talk to people and see if they actually work with them personality wise. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, I mean, any pro triathlete or any professional coach is going to be good. It just needs to fit into your lifestyle. Right. So hopefully that was one of the things you guys chatted about. It's like, here's what I have time wise and here's what I could do. So how does it work for me? Yeah. Those were one of the main things he, um, he actually interviewed me <laughs> when I, I got on a list to see, you know, a waiting list. And then um, he actually called me and interviewed me and it worked out for both of us. Um, he's really good about working around my schedule because I'm also a general contractor, you know, and I have three kids. So I have a busy, busy schedule. <laughs> yeah. So let's kind of, why don't we just kind of go down that road for a little while. So you have three kids two dogs uh, <laughs> married you're working and you fit in two to three workouts a day yes <laughs> uh I don't know how that works every day but I the best way I can say that I handle it is that I tackle everything day by day I don't look too far ahead I actually I don't look ahead at all <laughs> the only time the only time I will is um my husband and my son race um dirt cars race cars Yep. So like this weekend, my son has a race and I actually talked to Michael this week and I'm like, uh, you need to clear my Saturday, <laughs> make it a little lighter than normal. So, so I can go with them to watch. That's the only time I look ahead. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. If you know, there's a family thing on the calendar, yeah. that's the only time you have to clear the tri calendar. Yeah. So what are you training for specifically? You said you switched the mic when you moved over to Ironman and, and I think last year was your first Ironman. My first full, yes. Um, the year, full. the year before that, I had done um, my first um, half, and um, I did three my first year, seventy point threes, um, and then the second year, which was last year, I did. Um, I think I had six races total, which five halves and one full. Um, yeah. Wow. How did you, how did you get through that whole season? Five halves and then a full, did, did the full, was the full the last race of the season? Yes, it was. Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot of balancing and figure out the weekends that'll work for racing. And if it's close enough or if, you know, drivable or if it's going to actually take flying and hotel and I don't know, it's crazy with the kids sometimes, but we make it work. My husband's really good about He's very supportive. Very, very supportive. Does he race all? He does he race triathlons? No, he doesn't do. No, he lifts at the gym. That's about it. <laughs> okay, so as long as he gets his gym workout and he's fine. Yes, his main concern is his race cars. So it's good. We both have our own thing, 
and um, it makes us appreciate, I think, ourselves and each other's sports more. Yeah, 100 percent. I mean, I've had some guests on here where their spouse is just ingrained in as we are and then others like yourself um, i'm more in your situation where I'm, my wife does her workouts but it's not crazy like us so um but in the flip top in the flip side you got to integrate everything in the other parts of your life including three kids and your how old are your kids misty um 17 14 and 11 so they're a little bit older so it does make it a little a, easier than I know some that have little little ones at home I can't even imagine taking doing training and taking on little ones like that in their schedules yeah they get a little older more self-sufficient it makes it easier but on the flip side when I I remember my daughter so my daughter was also 11 when she was a newborn I would take her out in the running stroller and did my first year of racing with when she was born was all running with her in the running stroller so that was always fun when they were younger, they they liked to do the five Ks and stuff with me, but now they they there's no interest. <laughs> exactly, they're doing. I have day. a lot of time on my hands usually because I mean, you know, when they're little, you're so busy with them, and as they've gotten older, I don't know, teenagers, they spend a lot of time in their room. They don't they don't want to be around mom and dad much. <laughs> That's fair, and especially yeah, I mean my my only is 11 year old and it's easy to kind of hop away for an hour and come back and she's doing the same thing she was doing an hour ago, which is in a room. So it's all good. And there are times when my two oldest will be gone. And I mean, I have to thank goodness for indoor trainers and the technology nowadays, (laughs) treadmills, things like that. Cause there are times when I'm just hanging out with her, but indoors doing the training. Exactly. Definitely makes it a lot easier, but, but you're in beautiful Arizona, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm in uh, Las, uh, just outside Las Vegas, about an hour. Oh, okay. Desert still, though. Same weather. Desert, but still warm. <laughs> yes. I do spend my summers, um, a lot of it in Havasu. So that's Arizona. And so what's on the cal- the race calendar for 2018 for you? Um, right now, I have St. George coming up, um, the 70.3. And then I'll have the full... Ironman Boulder in June and then I have Ironman Cozumel 70.3 um, Arizona 70.3 and then Arizona full I have five this year so two fulls and three 70.3s yes and you did you, your first full last year was Arizona so you're going back this year do it again yeah um When I started that race, my knee was not in good shape. I actually got an injury a couple weeks prior, and um, uh, I still finished the race, but I wasn't 100% when I started it, so I'm kind of looking forward to going back injury-free. I feel like my fitness was on on point when I crossed the finish line. I had so much left in me, but my knee just wasn't cooperating at the time. A little bit swollen. I have arthritis in it, we found out. Oh, geez. How, and how have you been dealing with that? Uh, a lot of rest and recovery. <laughs> I didn't get to run after. I mean, I didn't run two weeks prior to Ironman Arizona, the full. And then I ran the race, ran, walked, I guess you could say. <laughs> and then um, I haven't, I just started running probably, I'd say four to six weeks ago. And it's been slow. Got up to an hour today. <laughs> And how, and more importantly, how is it feeling? It's feeling really good. It's feeling good. I, I went to a, 
I had to go to a specialist and all that, but um, it's mostly just been rehab and being patient with it because there's not much you can do for arthritis. So this is something you kind of have to deal with the rest of your career, rest of your life, your, your yeah. triathlon career. <laughs> yes, I have to just manage it and um, be mindful of it. And strength training is very important. <laughs> Don't slack off. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, you know, it's interesting. So I think and I'm, you're right around my age. So I'm 43. I think you're right around the same age. I guess I turned 41 just in December. Okay. I'm older than you, but, just a <laughs> but, little I, bit. <laughs> but it's kind of, you know, obviously age is just a number, but as we get older, we need to be more mindful of certain things. And you mentioned, you know, rest and recovery and strength training. Has that been a bigger part of your training? Um, not only with the arthritis, but when working with a coach? Um, I actually started out as a bodybuilder, (laughs) so I had to back off of that with triathlon, which has been, it was difficult when I first started, but, um, I remember when I interviewed with Michael, I told him, I'm like, I like to go to the gym five days a week. And he said, can we cut it back to three? (laughs) And I'm like, that's okay. I can do that. And you know, once I got into my full training, I was lucky to make it two days a week. And then, you know, the weeks before race week, you're not supposed to work out and then you have recovery weeks. So at the end there, it got, it got very, um, shoddy, I should say. (laughs) I was not, I was not diligent about getting to the gym like I should have been. So as a bodybuilding background, you probably pack on muscle or strength pretty quickly. I do. And that has been a problem this year with the injury. I was since I wasn't able to run and we did back off cycling, um, I was only, I was pretty much swimming five days a week and strength training. So I've packed on quite a bit of muscle right now that I'm trying to scale back on right now. (laughs) How about, have you lost flexibility, but you've been swimming, so it can't be that bad. No, you just get that upper body, you know, build going from the swimmer's shoulders and all that. But, um, I haven't lost flexibility. I can say that I've never been, I'm not good at yoga. <laughs> I'm not good at balance. I'm just, I'm not very flexible. I'm not very, I don't balance well. I'm the person that if I do do a yoga class, I'm falling over and knocking everybody over. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you, so let's, let's go back a little bit. How did you get into bodybuilding and then how'd you make the transition from bodybuilding into triathlon? Um, I started out after I had my third child, just wanting to get into shape. Um, I actually just started out with the couch to 5k app on my phone and started running. And so I ran first and then I decided to start hitting the gym and went with a friend that did competitions. I never did any bodybuilding competitions or anything, but I did work out with her diligently for months and then, um, really wanted to do an outdoor 5k and tried talking friends into it forever and nobody would join me. And I finally got someone to join me in October of 2013 to do a race. And after that, it was history. <laughs> I did a 5k. And then in October, I think it was, I did a 10k uh, February the next year, and then a half marathon by March. And then that year, I did my first uh, Olympic triathlon. It was history. <laughs> what made you okay, so what made you jump from so couch to 5k? You did that. Mm-hmm. 
check check that off then you but you slowly moved up which i give you credit for that it wasn't like 5k then full iron man no but at some point you had to make the decision that you were going to stop running and incorporate swimming and biking into it oh um i did the red rock half marathon which um is really tough for your first one which i didn't know i didn't have a coach back then i just did everything on my own found a training plan online and um, I, my knee swelled up really bad afterwards. I've always had bad knees. Um, I have, when I was a child, I dislocated one of them. So they're touchy as it is, but um, probably didn't train correctly. And it was a very healy, uh, lots of downhill, lots of uphill on the course. And um, I was, I was probably down for about, I would say six to eight weeks after that and decided that I probably needed something in addition to the running, not to be solely running and um my friend that was the bodybuilder um said that she she knew someone in vegas that did triathlon coaching and i was sold after that i got in touch with her and thought well heck i'll just let me try this triathlon so i did didn't know how to swim um had never biked on a clip-in bike before (laughs) (laughs) so i literally jumped in head first and do you just do that with everything in life I am. I'm very type A. (laughs) My family's probably happy that I got into triathlon because I was, I guess, that type A personality, you know, you're kind, I don't know about everybody, but for me, I do have the OCD and all that. And I've always had it. It was more about the house and things like that. Now it's focused on triathlon and more about my training. So it probably relieves a little bit of stress at home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They're like, mom, the the house is clean enough. Well, for a bike ride, we're good. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I'm a lot more relaxed since I got into triathlon. Well, you don't have enough time on your hands to worry about anything else. So, yeah. I, I mean, it's surprising what you can fit in a day once you get used to the schedule. Um, I know training for a full Ironman is daunting to say the least. But um, when I started, I stressed a lot last year. I can say that trying to fit your, you know, fit in the long runs and the long bikes and figuring out how it's going to work. And, but once I got into it and managed it in my schedule, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoy those longer distances and realize that, Hey, you can, you can do this. (laughs) Do you, um, so you're sticking with Ironman. Is it you, so you like the longer distances for no other reason than of the challenge or is it something that the training or, all the above? I think that I like the training, actually. I really enjoy the longer distance training. Um, I'm a runner first, always. I'm not very fast, but I love, love, love to run. So getting into those 16 and 18 mile runs, I mean, I really enjoy that. I look forward to it. Um, the biking, not so much, even <laughs> though it's my strongest. But um, I'm, I'm slowly but surely coming around to the biking, though. It's just taking longer. And you, um, just from following you on Instagram, um, and you're at Inked Triathlete, which is a whole nother conversation I want to have with you. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, let's pin that right there. So that's how I found you when, when I was on, Inst- when I joined Instagram a bunch of years ago and then never really used it. And then decided I was going to incorporate Instagram triathlon. I was like, I'm, cause I have a bunch of tattoos. I was like, I want to be ink triathlete. 
and I'm like, oh, no. a bitch, somebody else has it. <laughs> so I, fu- I found you and I'm like, oh, she definitely has to take this over me. I thought I had a lot, but yours are, yours are freaking awesome. So <laughs> I, I won't even ask. See, it's always funny. It's like the, what, what I've seen that you have, it's not a question of how many, it's a question of how long did that back piece take? Oh, my back piece. I probably have about 30 hours into it. Okay. Not all at once, of course, you know, because you have tattoos, but um, yes, you know, multiple sessions of sitting. Um, what's funny is my back is the most sensitive. So I could only sit for like two hours at a time, which my tattoo artist even I go to the same person always for everything. He's just he would he's he knew he's like my back he said I started on it and I never finished it so kudos to you and I'm not going to give you a hard time about not sitting that long (laughs) so you kept going back for two hour sessions yeah because you know once you get started you can't just stop (laughs) trust me I get I mean my biggest piece took 24 hours you know not all at once obviously again but it was I, I did it in six hour sessions and oh that's a good yeah, that's a good it was good and it was bad by the end I was just it was like the end of a race I was just done and you were just numb and you just wanted to be over with so. yes yes I've sat for nowadays I can sit that long but not for my back but yeah I know exactly that feeling where you want them to hurry and you just want them to be done <laughs> you keep asking how long how much longer yeah well it goes back it's almost you know it's funny it's when I when you ask the question about iron man you know do you like the race or do you like the training but you said you like the training so to you it it sounds like it's part of the journey getting there is just as um important just as fun for you than the actual race day yes this is true um i enjoy race day i've gotten better um (laughs) my coach is really good about he likes us to race like every six to eight weeks so that we get used to that feeling you know, of race day and the nerves and the night before and the early mornings. Um, it's helped me a ton. I'm not as nervous for the swim. The swim is my, my worst. Um, I'm a good swimmer. I can swim all day long, but it's the crowding that little bit freaks me out. (laughs) I'll hold my own, but I'm not aggressive enough. So it does slow me down a little bit, but I mean, there's, you know, there's so many nerves when you step into that swim shoot. I, I don't, I don't necessarily look forward to race day because of that, I guess, but I mean, I've gotten a lot better and I don't know, there's good and there's bad, you know, with everything, but, um, that setting up transition and stuff. I don't know. I, the early mornings get to me too. I'm not an early morning person. <laughs> Every time you wake up and the alarm goes off at that three or three thirty, and you're just thinking, why am I doing this? <laughs> yes. But then you get yeah, and then, but, great. <laughs> and then you show up and there's another there's two thousand other idiots there with us. So you're like, oh, okay, I guess I'm not the only person doing this. Yeah, true. And then you get, you know, you get the amazing people that you see at the races, and that's the only time you get to see them and the bright shining souls who are, you know, the reason why you do it. So they always bolster you and help you get to the shoot in a better mood than when you start, or less nerves, I should say. Yeah. So, you, I mean, so it sounds like you are just part of, you're doing this for the entire experience, for the lifestyle of it. Um, 
you know, but you totally get into your training, which I think is, is pretty cool. And I noticed you're doing, so you do a lot indoors from what I, again, I, that's what, I, that's how this whole thing started on Instagram, following you on Instagram that you're on Zwift a lot. Oh, I am. Yes. <laughs> I just started using Zwift, um, uh, this, this year, I want to say a couple, maybe in December. Um, I was on Ralvi before that. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, but I didn't really like that app because there wasn't people. So <laughs> switched over to Zwift. But I'm on there a lot. Um, my during the week bikes, usually it's easier for me to be indoors because I have work. So I can usually work and do it as long as it's not intervals. <laughs> and um, my longer rides, the weather's been awful here. <laughs> Normally I can be outside this time of year, but we've had some really sketchy weather. Yeah, I saw you. I mean, you had a little bit of snow out there I saw maybe a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it snowed a couple times in one week. And I mean, that's like hell freezing over snowing in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. You should come out to Connecticut. We just got another foot of snow two days ago. So, oh, goodness. Yeah, I, I, just, I, I visit Colorado sometimes for training and I've gone in January and it's not that bad. But um, yeah, I don't think I'd want to live there at all. <laughs> yeah, it takes a lot to get used to, but um but, you know, it's, it's always interesting. So I'm, I've been talking to a lot of people, even those on the West Coast and the nicer areas. And it seems a lot more people are using indoor training, whether it's Swift or other apps. And um, is Michael, you know, fine with you doing rides in the trainer? He's OK with it. Yeah, he probably prefer me to be outside, which I do get out there when the weather permits. Um, I do probably I should be riding outside already, but um, it's just weird. And then. The weather's just been really cold and rainy and windy. But um, the only other time I spend a lot of time indoors on the trainer is in July. It gets too hot to be out. So he'd prefer me be indoors when the heat's that bad. Yeah, that's a whole other animal. I mean, especially being out where you are. Gets into the hundreds and... 120 just... sometimes. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as, as I'm looking outside, it's 30 degrees now. I, I would love it to be 120, but yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it help, I have an advantage in heat training, that's for sure. I do have an advantage there in the hot races. Yeah, and I mean, it was, it was, was Arizona hot last year? Is it known to be hot during that time of year? The full or the half? Uh, how about both? The full, um, not so much. Um not to me at least it might have been to other people I didn't think it was that hot although we were walking <laughs> around in shorts the days before but um the half is hot for people I know usually you get to the run and there's people um throwing up and things like that so yeah it's pretty hot for people so you've um just kind of going back to your your last couple of seasons um it's so 2018 you have five races two of them being two falls last year you had five or six and they're all halves and you had put some lofty goals out there i saw um on your blog and it was yeah. to be an all-world athlete an ironman all-world athlete yes and you achieved that two years in a row so congratulations thank you yes um, my first year i was bronze and this year i got silver so been finishing a little bit better, not so much a back of the packer, more a middle of the packer. <laughs> no, so as much as you're you love to train, it looks like your your racing is kind of coming together on race day. It is, thank um, it is. It's a lot of strategy that I didn't didn't know before and have learned as well with Michael. He's taught me a lot. 
Is it more race day strategy? Is it more training strategy leading up to the race? I would say it's both. Um, but a lot of what really set the tone last year in Arizona, 70.3. And um, it was strategy, just learning how to pace myself through the bike and not give too much, hold back enough that my run was good. And it took that race to finally dial in my run. I've been having a hard time running off the bike consistently. So, so but that race, it clicked. Yes. And it totally helped me in my full um, I know I hit mile when I first got on the bike for the full, it was super windy. And I remember thinking in my head, oh my gosh, how are you going to finish this? How are you going to go 112 miles, 114 <laughs> miles? And, uh, but I started going in that first lap, there was three laps and the first lap was awful. And then the second lap, it got better. And I remember I hit the mile marker when it said 110 miles and I was so happy and I was so excited. And I just remember thinking yes this 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 is what I like I like this 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 is awesome that I'm just getting started <laughs> and how did you um how did you get getting off the bike and running I felt great running um my knee started giving me problems during the bike and not like it hurt it was just weak it had a weak feeling to it and so it was swelling again and um when I got off the bike I was feeling really good um even the ladies in transition said that I looked really good and <laughs> that first 13 miles I did great you know I figured I needed to get going and moving fast enough that because I knew that swelling would be coming and it I didn't have much time so my first lap was really good my second lap if my knee would have cooperated would have been amazing but um there was a lot of run walking the second lap but the run never I never got to that point in the run where I just was hating life or anything i really i enjoyed the whole thing wow that's uh that's pretty good yeah i know that's not normal so that's when i knew i had to go back you knew you left a little bit out there you had to go back yes yes yeah if you're, if you're not miserable by mile 20 then it means you did something wrong <laughs> yes my knee was miserable but i wasn't oh, I not, not mentally i was ready I've done full marathons, though, standalones before. So I do know about that hitting mile 20. And so so here we are fast going into 2018 season and um, the knee is getting better. So this is your first hour run today. And how did it hold up today? It was great. It's 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 amazing to feel how much it's improving each week and the strength that it's that it's getting. I can tell a difference almost every workout. So it's feeling good. And now are you at that point where you have to be careful of just remembering that it's still there and, and not doing too much? Uh, overtraining. Yeah. I need to be very careful of that. My coach is very good about reining me in right now. <laughs> He's been very, um, I started out with just a half hour or 20 minutes. I want to say runs. And it was a couple minute run, a couple minute walk, which kills me because I don't usually walk during my runs, but, um, mm -hmm. He made me take it slow. And I mean, we started at 20 minutes for a long time, a couple of weeks, and then slowly built up the run time and reduced the walk time. So he, he's doing really good and being, he's more cautious than I am, <laughs> but I tape and like, while I'm sitting here with you, I'm icing it. Cause that's what they told me I have to do all the time. So. Okay. So yeah, I mean, that's one of the great things about it. as we get older, um, even though our bodies tend to be a little, you know, not as 
healthy as they were 20 years ago, I think we're a little bit more smarter when it comes to that type of training. Yeah. They don't bounce back as quick as they used to. (laughs) So you have to be more careful. (laughs) Exactly. Um, All right, Misty. So as we're finishing up this conversation, I've been um, making a point of asking people one last question, um, which I think is a pretty cool question. So here we go. You ready? Yes. So knowing what you know now, if you could go back to your very first day of training, whether that's 2013 for your first 5K or 2015-ish for your first triathlon, um, and then give yourself then one piece of advice that you know now, what would it be? Oh, gosh. Um, Back then, I would say probably get a coach sooner. (laughs) Invest the amount of money it takes to get a coach. So you're doing it right from the beginning. They know so much more than we do. They've learned. They, um, They just have strategies you can't even begin to imagine, and they can just teach you so much. It's it's just worth the investment. I mean, I know everyone thinks a bike is the investment, but um, that's a big investment too. But I would say probably get a coach. It's very important. Yeah, I think that's a great um, a great strategy for no other reason than just a couple of things that you said Michael's helped you with, and it's he's probably held you back more than pushed you. Right. So as very true, (laughs) you know, as type A personalities, I'm sure and coming from your background of bodybuilding and strength, uh, strength and conditioning, you could, you know, you go out there and go crack the throttle at any given time. But it's taken Michael saying, look, you got to go out there and run 20 minutes of run walking um, where you would have never done that before on your own. No, I would have took off and tried to tackle 10 miles probably because that's how it, for me being injured, I was just, I'm so used to, I take a couple weeks off and I can just pick up running and just go 10 miles and be fine. I, I am an endurance person. I do really good at the longer distances, but um, yeah, he's been good about holding me back. I would have been injured again already. I'm sure. Awesome. Well, that's a, um, that's a huge testament to, you know, specifically Michael and his coaching, but just most good coaches in general. So thank you for that, uh, that piece of information. Hopefully others out there will, will do the same instead of, you know, again, any of us go out there, it's easy for us to go out there and kill it, but it takes a lot more to to pull back and listen to ourselves. Yes. Listen to your bodies. Exactly. Especially as we get older. Yes. Huge. All right, Misty. So Misty Hibden, you are at Inked Triathlete on Instagram. Thank you so much for coming on my show. I truly appreciate um, I truly appreciate our conversation. I look forward to following your journey um, 2018 and beyond. Well, thank you for having me. I this was this was fun. Awesome. Um, good luck with everything and we will talk soon. Okay, thank you. All right, everybody, that was my conversation with Misty Hibden. Go follow her on Instagram, at Ink Triathlete. Watch her 2018 journey unfold. She's all about motivation and positivity, so uh, go give her a follow and go support her as well. Um, Also, I want to thank you guys, my listeners. You've been huge, huge, huge supporters of my show with the shares, the follows, the likes, and the comments, and I appreciate it. If you're listening to it on iTunes, don't forget, give me five stars. It helps out my show, and you'll get some positive mojo in return. And I also wanted to give a special shout-out to my biggest supporter, Zane Cycles. Find them online at zanes.com or on Instagram at Zane Cycles.
As always, you know how to find me, jmac underscore tries. Until next week, talk to you soon.